Howdy, folks. I'm fixing to tell y'all about Texas, nicknamed the Lone Star State. I'm particularly fond of these. I pulled them out of a place on Midgard called Texas. Don't mess with Texas. That's the message. I'm Walker. And I'm Texas Ranger. I mean, anything for Salinas. Welcome to this week's episode of Texas Slang for Crazy. This week we're discussing the Maceo family empire of Galveston. When you think of mob power families, you probably don't think of Texas. Did you know that there was one of the most successful crime families set up right in Galveston and they prospered into the 1950s? Port cities tended to be a favored place for organized crime as they were where many immigrants found themselves. Galveston was a huge port for a number of immigrants, including Italians and Germans. With one in five residents in Galveston in 1900 being born outside of the U.S., the Port of Galveston has been referred to as Ellis Island of the West. Galveston suffered horrible hurricanes, yellow fever outbreaks, a huge fire in 1885, and the Great Storm of 1900. When one-fifth of your population dies, a big part of the town is going to get living. Compared to the horrors suffered, a little illicit activity didn't seem all that bad to Galvestonians. The town boasted 50 bordellos with 13 houses that were considered uh, questionable. They claimed to have, quote, more saloons than any city of comparable size and more than any other Gulf port, including New Orleans. Even during Prohibition, the island was never actually considered to be dry. Around 1900, the Maceo family arrived in Galveston. Though originally from Sicily, the family went first to New Orleans to try and escape the Italian governmental restraints on their family. Brothers Salvatore and Rosario tried their hand at the Texas Gulf Coast, starting off as barbers. With some money secured, the rest of the family followed. Upon their arrival, there were two rival gangs, the Beach Gang and the Downtown Gang. However, with members that didn't trust each other and competition between gangs, the gangs regularly killed each other's members, making it a lot easier for the Maceos to start climbing the gang boss ladder. Salvatore started to go by the easier name of Sam, Rosario Rose. They'd later get to be known as Big Sam and Papa Rose. During the Prohibition era, getting a drink was serious business. The term bootlegger comes from when folks would hide liquor in their high boots, taking care to transport it to others for a small fee. I doubt very much the Maceos kept the alcohol in their boots, but I digress. The leader of the beach gang approached Rose Maceo as he knew that Rose's residence had a storage area out of public view. He asked Rose to store liquor bottles under his house for no more than three days with the understanding that Sam would be paid handsomely and so would Rose. This wasn't the first time they'd smuggled alcohol. One Christmas, the brothers had hid wine in hollow loaves of bread and given the wine to their best clients. There were additional requests to keep distributing the wine and the Maceos were happy to make some extra money on the side. Sam would later tell folks that he kept on sharing wine to pay for his mother's medical bills, as he was a good Sicilian son. The rival gang members left the bigger load of bottles under the Maceo's home. When he returned, Rose refused payment and asked that whatever they were going to be paid in be reinvested in the next big deal. Soon Sam and Rose had opened a soda stand as a cover for their bootlegging. As Prohibition came to an end, the brothers decided to expand their operations. To do that, they created clubs that offered alcohol, gaming, and entertainment. With nothing else like it anywhere on the island, the name Maceo was everywhere. 
the Maceo brothers employed 10% of the island's population. The joke was that when one left Houston and entered Galveston, they were crossing the Maceo-Dickinson line instead of the Mason-Dixon line. Rose worked as protection for his family, but like he'd done in Sicily, he also acted as his own type of police force for the locals that supported him. He'd walk through the streets at night and reduce the visible crime rate of the city, provided that his family's interests were protected as well. Sam took on the role of family promoter in PR. Like our friends at the chicken ranch, Sam knew that to get people on your side was the greatest draw. He quickly became an active philanthropist in Galveston and got his name in the papers and magazines. With his name getting more and more out there, he made sure to loan money to Galvestonians in need and helped out churches and charities. With the reputation secured, Sam and Rose turned their attention to clubs. There were other gamblers and names in the underworld, but the Maceos managed to make their empire last into the 50s, initially with a little pressure from law enforcement. They opened a restaurant called the Chop Suey, which changed names and became the Maceo Grotto before going through other name changes to kind of get out of trouble. The Hollywood Dinner Club is what put Maceo on the map. The brothers had invested 50000 roughly $700,000 today, into the club and planned an opening night with 500 guests. The first night was sold out almost a week in advance. To help settle the curiosity of Galvestonians, he had a sneak preview night and over 5,000 people showed up to see the club at 61st Street and Avenue S. The club was richly appointed, elaborate, and had first-class food and entertainment, as well as illegal gambling and booze. Performers such as Frank Sinatra, Jimmy Dorsey, and Peggy Lee played there. Legends of the big band graced the stage, and few celebrities came through the door without a meet and greet with Sam Maceo. Sam was known to provide high rollers and celebrities with extra perks, as well as show them his suite at the Galvez Hotel. This could be pretty strange when high rollers and rangers stayed in the same place. For over a decade, the Hollywood Dinner Club would open from early May and close at the beginning of September. Only once did it close early, as an injunction from the Texas Rangers was filed, as they were starting to suspect that this was no country club. To avoid negative publicity, the brothers closed the doors, but the very next year they were open for business with the summer season. The more popular club, the Polynesian-themed Balinese Room, was a favorite target for the Texas Rangers. With a specially rigged gambling room, all it took was the hostess at the front to step on a buzzer while she smiled sweetly at the rangers and everything went into lockdown. The entrance was at the front of the pier, with gambling at the back. By the time the rangers made it to the gambling room, all the machines were put away with only simple games like dominoes being played. Customers acted, quote, as innocent as newborn babies, end quote, according to former ranger Ed Gooding. The long hallway from the front to the back became known as Rangers Run, and the band leaders would make sure to strike up the eyes of Texas before announcing the Rangers as they busted through the door. Sam Maceo passed away on April 16, 1951 from cancer of the digestive tract. He had gone in for an operation at the hospital but never left. His body was brought back to Galveston. On March 15, 1953, Rose Maceo passed away from heart failure in his home. They had attempted to groom their nephews to take over the business, but most of the gambling moved westward where it was now legal in Las Vegas. When the rangers got wise, they would come to the Balinese room when it opened, sit down for dinner, and stay till closing to prevent gambling. After a final sting in 1957, the Balinese room shut down, and Frank Maceo moved on to the west and considered, continued the Maceo's legacy with a steak restaurant in Vegas. While the remnants of the Balinese room had survived hurricanes before, they were eventually swept away by Hurricane Ike in 2008. 
At 97 years old, the structure simply couldn't withstand the storm. Some of the remaining buildings used by the Mosteos still stand, but they have been repurposed into Galveston businesses. Check out our website at txlangforcrazy.com for some videos of what the Balinese room once looked like. You can find us on Twitter at SlangTX, Facebook, Texas Slang for Crazy, and Instagram at TXSlangForCrazy. Special thanks to Texas Monthly, as always, for their amazing articles, and the Galveston Maceo Family Empire bootlegging in the Balinese Room, which you can find on Amazon. I'd like to dedicate this episode to my friend Jessica, who unfortunately um, went into the hospital over the week with a brain bleed and did not make it out. God bless you and your family. And thank you folks for listening. Have a great day.